Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams. Welcome back, guys. We've had a couple awesome episodes so far this week. James cracked us off on Monday. And then joined me yesterday as my uh, welcome back to the Locked On Rams show after a couple days away. And we had a really good conversation, so if you didn't check that out, go back to the last two episodes this week and get caught up. With this being the Wednesday edition, there was a little bit of breaking news yesterday on, on Tuesday uh, that does kind of affect the Rams, so I want to mention that here. and We'll do a little talk about the NFL before we get kicked off into uh, some more Rams talk. But Adrian Peterson was traded today from the New Orleans Saints to, yes, one of our division foes, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they got a six-round pick back for him, and that moves Adrian Peterson over to the NFC West. They actually released Chris Johnson, who unfortunately not too long ago tweeted out, AP needs more carries. Well, be careful what you wish for because he just took yours. Another interesting fact about this whole ordeal is AP will be seeing the Rams over in London in two weeks. And he will become the first player in NFL history to play two games in one season over in London. I'm sure he's not too excited about it. That's a long trip uh, over and back. But hey, if he's going to get more carries, I think he'll enjoy that. So far, he's only had, I think, 27 carries for about 80-something yards. So I don't know what this really means. Is this something that maybe would strike a little bit of fear into Rams Nation and the rest of the NFC West? Or... Has he really seen his better days, and it doesn't really matter how many carries he gets? I guess we'll find out here soon. We're staying around the NFL here. I want to update you on a few things. Tom Brady actually sat out for practice today uh, with a shoulder injury. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the week. That's a team sitting at 3-2 and and has looked weak at times. So if uh, they're going to lose Tom Brady for a week or maybe two, uh, that's not good news for them. Staying on the injury front... Uh, We all know Odell Beckham Jr., broken ankle, had to leave late in the game, had surgery today on the ankle, and will be out for the season. Joining him will be Brandon Marshall and Dwayne Harris, two other players that are going to be out for the season. That's three wide receivers lost for the New York Giants. That is Struggletown.com. And guess who hit him up on Twitter? Yeah, that's right. Ocho Cinco and T.O., they saw that celebration rule is back in effect, and they said, we want back in. I think T.O. is doing Dancing with the Stars, but maybe that's keeping him in shape, and he's ready to go. Both those players tweeted out at New York and said, we're available. So let's keep an eye on that, because they've got to fill something out there. Uh, Sterling Shepard was another player who came off the field late in that game. He is not out for the season, but uh, we'll see how that develops over, over time. So a couple players banged up around the NFL. Probably some of the biggest injuries for the week. Obviously, J.J. Watt as well, uh, ending his season last week. 
just sad to see that guy after everything he did for the city of Houston, uh, the potential that they have uh, right now at quarterback out there. That team has been fun to watch, and unfortunately, it will not contain J.J. Watt for the rest of the year. Moving on off of injuries, we'll briefly touch on this, but because it's important to the NFL, Roger Goodell sent out a letter to all NFL teams today talking about all the controversy that's been going on with the kneeling during the anthem, all the protests. Uh, And here's what he had to say. Like many of our fans, Goodell wrote, we believe that everyone should stand for the national anthem. It's an important moment in our game. We want to honor our flag and our country, and our fans expect that from us. We also care deeply about our players and respect the opinions and concerns about critical social issues. The controversy over the anthem is a barrier to having honest conversations and making real progress on underlying issues. We also care deeply about our players and respect their opinions and concerns about critical social issues. The controversy over the anthem is a barrier to having honest conversations and making real progress on the underlying issues. We need to move past this controversy and we want to do it together with our players. Wah, 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 wah. He's trying to put this thing to an end. It's not been fun for the NFL uh, getting the president involved, calling out uh, owners. Jerry Jones came out earlier this week and said that uh, although they did kneel together before a game, that if any player was to kneel uh, during the anthem, they would be benched and not be playing. So lots of controversy here. We'll keep an eye on this as it develops. Obviously, it's a big news, not only inside of football, but outside of football. All I can say is thankfully we've had some good games this year to keep us entertained post-anthem. And like my man Forrest Gump says, And that's all I have to say about that. Well, moving on, guys, we're going to get into some Ram stuff here. But first, as I always mention on this show, don't forget to go leave a review on iTunes. Make sure to add your Twitter handle in the review. We're going to be giving away Pro Football Focus Ed's subscriptions. Really cool stuff what Pro Football Focus does. I'm actually going to run down a bunch of Pro Football Focus stats now. I kind of went on there and dug through all the layers and layers of information and charts and graphics and all the good stuff that they help you out with your fantasy and just kind of nerding out on football Uh, but make sure to share uh, this podcast with others we love growing our network I want to tell you right now that this since I've started uh, we've almost tripled our listenership so I want to say big thank you out to Rams Nation for everyone for listening so continue to share it continue to leave reviews Uh, if you have any questions comments concerns things you want me to talk about make sure to reach out to me at Lockdown Rams on Twitter and at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Uh, I want to hear what you guys want to talk about. I want to hear what you want to hear about. And I'm very open to uh, taking questions that way. So hit me up. With that said, kind of diving into some of this pro football focus stuff. Uh, we had some good good numbers. There's things that we can get excited about about this team. You know, our offensive line. Again, Andrew Whitworth always seems to be at top of all offensive categories as far as the offensive line goes. As a whole, we ranked 12th in O-line efficiency last week. And I just want to share with you guys, we were at 69.1 as far as offensive efficiency. The number one team was at 76. So there's not a major gap from where we were at to where first place was at. Uh, Andrew Whitworth was another star individually, had a great performance, still only allowing one pressure over those five games just to kind of bring it back to where we were last year, Greg Robinson 
gave up four pressures just after one game. So huge turnaround for O-line. We've seen it with the way that Goff has had some room back there to throw, although he had some people in his face this last week. We faced a very tough Seattle defense line, and Todd Gurley has shown uh, crazy numbers compared to last year, big part due to that offensive line. So numbers just going to continue to keep going higher and higher as those guys uh, continue to excel. Looking at the other side of the ball, um, as we're talking on defenses here, the Rams rank number 7th in blitz percentage at 38%. So 38% of the times they're bringing the blitz. Uh, that number has gone up since last year. Obviously, we've got Wade Phillips moving things around. He's using those linebackers in that uh, second level to really mix up things on the defensive side. You're seeing a lot of pressure from Ogletree and Barron and those guys coming in. So we rank seventh right now in the NFL in blitz percentage. Uh, just to kind of give you a flip side of what we're facing this week, the Jacksonville Jaguars ranking at number 27 at only 22% of the time. Uh, even in fact, last week, they only blitzed twice against the Pittsburgh Steelers and handled that offense pretty well. The great thing is for them, they don't really have to blitz when you have Calais Campbell, who is second in quarterback pressures at 29 so far this season. And yes, eight sacks, people, eight sacks. He is going to be a huge matchup problem for us, and we have to be on the lookout for him. If we can contain him and somehow be able to work around him and protect Goff from Calais Campbell, uh, that's a big key to winning our game next week on the road against a Jacksonville defense that has looked amazing most of the season. I think they had one slip up uh, where they gave up tons of points, but other than that, that defense has been lights out. It's going to be a big matchup for us next week. As I just mentioned, our offensive line is doing great, um, but it's going to be a challenge for them. Lastly, we'll jump back over to the offense side of the ball and big ups to Tyler Higby. He was the third highest ranked tight end for pro football focus, only behind Ed Dixon and Travis Kelsey last week. Uh, we mentioned on the show yesterday when I was talking with James, Tyler Higby has had a tremendous turnaround from the first couple weeks where he didn't seem to be involved very much at all to the last few games. He continues to put up great numbers to be an important part of this offense. So much so, I saw a really interesting tweet from Alden Gonzalez, who covers the Rams uh, for ESPN, and he listed the targets per route ran as far as the Rams' offensive weapons go. And Higby ranked in first at 22.3, then it followed by Cup at 21, Gurley right behind him at 21, Robert Woods at 18%, and then our lone man who is on Twitter, not too happy, Sammy Watkins at 13.7. So that's target per route ran. So obviously Higby not in there as much as some of these wide receivers, so his percentage is going to fly up a little bit higher, but still... It's showing you that, that Goff is really comfortable throwing to his young guys in Higby and Cup, who rank right near the top, and then Gurley, who we all know, who's led the team in receiving uh, so far at this point. So we'll see how those numbers continue to develop over next week, as we mentioned, uh, facing that rugged, tough Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Isn't that weird to say? If someone was listening to this podcast from like five years ago, they'd be like, what's this guy talking about? threatening Jacksonville Jaguars. But it's going to be a matchup that we'll probably go in most likely as underdogs. Or maybe not. 
And that kind of leads me into my next point that I'm going to talk about here. NFL power rankings came out. And everyone and their mom has a site that's doing NFL power rankings. But I'm going to stick to the two that I talked about last week. And that was ESPN's power rankings and the NFL.com power rankings. Um, I love it because in the ESPN rankings, they even start their whole article with a note that says, The Rams lost to the Seahawks, but the Los Angeles Rams jumped a few spots this week because the rankings are based on which teams voters think will win head-to-head matchups. So the Rams will be favored against lower-ranking teams with our methodology coming off a win does not guarantee you jump, just like a loss doesn't guarantee you to fall. It's like they're saying, sorry that we picked the Rams to slide up a few spots. And when I say slide up a few spots, they went from 16 to 11. So a little bit more than a few spots. That's a nice little step up there. Uh, So they went from 16 to 11 coming off of a loss, which they just told us doesn't really matter. Uh, Again, we know the Rams look good. I don't think anyone in Rams Nation who's followed this team over the past few years is worried considering what we've seen uh, previously as a product of this team. So uh, we're all encouraged that they're off to a better start. But mentioned here in this article as well, it says despite his improvement, Jared Goff still ranks just 15th in total QBR through five weeks. And I'll tell you right now, if you sat me down and said through five weeks, Jared Goff is going to be 15th in total QBR, I would take it right away. I think he's only going to improve. So right now, five weeks in, 15th, that is pretty awesome. Funny thing, who's right behind us? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They jumped from 24 all the way up to 12. Um, The Jaguars have the best point differential and best turnover differential so far this season. And that's a big reason why they made that big jump up from last week. So they're 3-2. They're going back home, protecting home field, coming off a big win on the road versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, again, as I mentioned, it's going to be a tough matchup. Well, jumping over to the other site that I mentioned, NFL.com, they actually had us dropping one spot. We went from 10 to 11. Um, Again, I think that loss looked good to a lot of people. Uh, When you have five turnovers and have the ball at the end to win the game, you kind of look at a team and say, man, if they got themselves that deep and are still 3-2 and two and uh, you know against their division rivals, really put up a fight, uh, I think people are still giving a little bit of respect, which we don't get too much of it. But to be ranked number 11 right now, coming off of a loss, can't be too mad at that. And then I'll slide down two spots. Ranking 13 is the Jacksonville Jaguars. NFL had them moving up eight positions. Um, I th- still think people are a little worried about uh, you know, how legit these Jacksonville Jaguars are. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had five interceptions last week. He hasn't looked like the Ben that we know. They've struggled. Their couple wins were over uh, pretty mediocre teams at the time. So, so a little cautious about moving those Jaguars up. But man, we are facing a team that is highly confident right now. And I'm curious to see how we're going to come off that loss because we were going into that game, you know, one of the most confident teams in the NFL. So I'm hoping... And I actually expect Sean McVay to get those guys ready to go on the road. We're 2-0 on the road so far this year. So maybe it's a place we feel comfortable, gets us into our element, the underdog role. Uh, So let's get back to that and hopefully switch this thing around and get back into the win column. Guys, just want to mention really quick as we're sitting here talking 
Rams, Jaguars. I'm actually going to have Zach Goodall from Locked On Jaguars on the show tomorrow. We're going to do a little cross promo. We're going to talk Rams, Jags. Uh, hopefully he can fill us in on that nasty defense that's going on there. Obviously we know about Campbell, uh, but I wanted to learn a little bit more about that defense and Ramsey and all those interceptions and who else we need to be looking out for. So <clears throat> excited to have him on the show tomorrow. Again, that's Zach Goodall of Locked On Jaguars. And then on the Friday edition of Locked On, we're going to have Nick Hamilton. He's an NBC LA writer for the Rams and Chargers. He's host of The Morning After with Nick Hamilton. Uh, so we're excited to have him on. He does a lot of coverage of the Rams, uh, Chargers, Lakers, a lot of the LA teams here. So we're going to have him on on Friday to talk a little bit more about the upcoming matchup and get his take on this LA Rams team so far. Guys, I'm going to keep this one pretty short today. We've gone long a couple times this week and I've got some stuff to do. So with that said, I appreciate the love and support. You guys are always great. Um, got a bunch of pictures this past weekend from people at the games, uh, as well as people tweeting me, asking me questions and leaving great reviews. So if you haven't done it yet, go check it out. You can enter yourself to win a pro football focus subscription. Just leave your Twitter handle in the iTunes review. Give me a little love on the review, a couple thumbs up, share with a friend, hit me up on Twitter. Oh my gosh, bear. What else do you want me to do? No, I appreciate your support. And I just want to say thank you to Rams Nation. You guys are some of the best fans in the NFL. Now let's continue to fill up that stadium, win some ball games. And until next time, Rams Nation, peace.